0: buddy. This is Video Vampires. This is Mickey. And Jessica. And Jessica. And, uh, yeah. Jess, what have you seen lately?
1: Oh, man. Okay, so I saw Ghost in the Shell. I yeah. want to hear which about. Was, well, it, pro- it. I probably shouldn't have seen it <laughs> in the movie theater, but it was one of those late night decisions that I just wanted to, like, be in a movie and it was playing and I hadn't seen it. But it was really, uh, there was really no reason for it to be made. No. Like, I don't really get the whole anime into live-action thing. I really don't. I don't think it should be made. Even those Disney films, I don't think it should be made either. I think it's stupid, and it's a waste of money and ideas.
0: I absolutely agree, because there's stuff you can do with animation that you don't want to do live-action. Um, so I totally understand that. It's kind of how I felt about um, a movie that you really like. Uh, called Watchmen, where I was oh like... Oh my
1: god, okay. I
0: was like, why did they Why did they have to make this into a movie? Um, it just didn't seem necessary.
1: Alright, but if... Okay, so we're comparing two different things, but one, I, I do feel strongly about, because, uh, one, it was one of those typical Hollywood whitewashing type of things where they just completely disregarded...
0: Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, Ghost okay. in the Shell. Okay. Where okay. they
1: completely disregarded it. Uh, it was long, too. It was like... I felt like it just dragged on when it shouldn't have. Like the relationship that... It was like Scarlett Johansson and Michael Pitt. And I love Michael Pitt. Like, I want to love him, but it was just so stupid. The only thing that looked cool were those, like, geisha robots. Like the geisha cyborgs. Have you ever seen?
0: You're talking to somebody who has never actually seen it.
1: Oh, man. Okay, so you should watch the... I I actually think it's on HBO Go, the anime. Mm -hmm. Um, You should watch it. But I don't even think that you should watch. And the no, I, I actually, because I it's mean, like so unnecessary for the, all of it.
0: The ones I've seen, I really liked, but I never saw Ghost in the Shell. And then when the this one came out, I was like, oh, maybe I maybe should go and check it out. In fact, I refuse to see this new one until I see at least see the original. You know
1: yeah just so i
0: can have a basis of comparison
1: i think in comparison to watchmen they did try to make it look exactly the same mm-hmm. like it's funny because one of my friends was like that character looks dumb and i was like that character looks exactly how he looks in the anime but it works in the anime because there's like a whole different like i don't know context and there's a whole different type of like uh, texture with, well it's with easier animation. to
0: suspend disbelief yeah you know it's like when I watch, like, a black and white film, you know, especially one that's, like, made more recently, it's easier for me to, like, get kind of lost in it, yeah, you know, because it's black and white, you know, and, and it, it kind of changes the the way I, I view that story or the way that I look at that, and I feel like the same thing with animation, where it's like I get so caught up in... in the style of it that I'm able to suspend my disbelief of, like, I when I watch heavy metal, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then uh, even, too, with Ghost in the Shell, parts of this, like, we have such advanced technology now, especially with movie making, that things can look amazing. And parts of it did, and then parts of it were so still, like, really Mm gummy-looking. It just wasn't as sharp as it should be for, like, someone who's playing this, like, uh, AI, like, this advanced uh, being – you know and right. it's just I don't know I just was just at the end of it I was like I wish I didn't see this
0: <laughs> there was a good streak where I was going to the movies like every weekend now I think it's died down because I need to like you know conserve some energy for the summer when like everything else is coming out yeah because you know, I had seen let's see I saw Get Out which was amazing uh yeah Logan which was really good I really liked it and then Train Trainspotting too, which made me really happy um I, I love screen spotting too, and I'm surprised you haven't seen it.
1: It's weird. I don't know if it's maybe the trailers. I watched the trailers, isn't it? To me, it looked like something I wanted to see, but for some reason, people were just like, nah, no. I could do without. Maybe it's like they think it's about like gratuitous drug use and like our social climate where like heroin is just like killing all our friends yeah. off. You know, people are just like disinterested in watching this, like... But I don't know if it was like that, because I still It's didn't not.
0: See it. It's, you know, I mean, like... But it, the original. Well, sure, the original was, but, I mean, like, that's what's great about this this movie. It, the way I described it was, like, what's great about Train to too 2 is it makes you remember how much you love the original without making you wish you were just watching the original. Yeah. You know, it's its own... It's got its own thing, but it does call back to the original a lot. I really liked it. Um, But it's not all about... I mean, it's... it. it like I said, heroin does kind of play... Apartment, you know, just in the sense that, like, you're talking about a movie full of recovering addicts or yeah. or still addicts. But um, aside from that, it's just, I think it's a great movie about getting older and nostalgia. And I think they even reference that in the movie, like having nostalgia for your childhood, you know, like, yeah. or, or being in love for your, you know, with nostalgia. And I think it's great. But uh, no, I really, I really like Transpotting 2 a lot. And I liked it more than I liked Logan, which. Oh,
1: that's so I love oh
0: i really loved it until the end when it was like when it turned into an x-men movie
1: yeah okay i i know that exact part because it felt a little nerdy but if that's the only small part i love
0: com- i mean, here's it. the thing is that like i i love comic book movies and i spent what was that movie two two hours and some change of him. yeah popping his claws left and right, and I didn't think for one second, like, oh, it just feels like another comic book movie. No. I was like, was... oh, this is like a fucking western. Yeah. With, you know.
1: With Wolverine.
0: With Wolverine and Professor X, you know, and it's like kind of like this weird odd couple, like they're constantly fighting and bickering and like, yeah. and it's sad, and then the end of the movie just turns into like, every other X-Men movie I've seen, and I was like, it just took me out of it. Um, I liked the very, very end, like the last shot. Yeah. I was like, that's nice, and you know, my girlfriend was all like, you know, I don't understand why you guys are all loved that movie or why you guys were all Because I was like, yeah, I, check. I got a little teary-eyed. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because I have followed Hugh Jackman as this as, character, yeah. for, you know, for Four so long. years.
1: Yeah. What? 10 years? 8 Over.
0: years? Cause,
1: How old am uh,
0: I? Yeah, I know. Right? Like 12
1: years. What is, year is, are we in? It came <laughs> out. What
0: well, didn't the first X-Men come out in 2000?
1: Maybe it did. Oh uh, yeah! Here. Look it up! Look it up! Um, I actually think you're right. It's it's probably been way longer than that. I um, took
0: my little brother to see that when he was a kid. Like, I mean, I wanted to see it, but I was like, you know, it was before like comic book movies were like acceptable, so I was like, oh, I'll take my little brother to go see it. And then by the time the second one came out, I was like, I am I was... totally cool with telling people that I'm going to go see X Men too.
1: Uh, it was it was 2000, so 17 years. 17 years. Yep. Which is a ridiculous amount of time for one character to play. For like, he is Wolverine.
0: 17 years is a ridiculous amount of time for anybody's life, yeah. you know? Like, I look at, like, the last 17 years. So, I mean, like, I watched myself age with Hugh Jackman as yeah, Wolverine. Yeah, but so. he's still
1: completely believable as this character. Like, he totally embodies it, even though, like, you know, there's, like, those complaints of, like, oh, Wolverine was, like, actually a short... Hmm.
0: Do you know who, I I didn't know this, but do you know who they asked to audition for Wolverine back in uh, the late 90s when they were talking about making it? Danzig.
1: No way. That can't be real.
0: That has to be, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's true. I I want
1: it to be, because I can't, but imagine Danzig now playing Wolverine.
0: Can you imagine what would have happened had he played Wolverine and that became, like, his life, That's
1: so weird to think about. He wouldn't been able to like handle the celebrity of being Wolverine. There's no way he can You ha- can hardly <laughs> handle Danzig, let alone Danzig Wolverine. He's such like a grumpy little fuck, you know. Like that's
0: so cool though.
1: Imagine though, I think it would have been a completely be,
0: different movie. It would but be I mean, so absurd. I, I would have seen it. I
1: don't think. I, I mean, I would have watched it, but I don't think it would have been as enjoyable.
0: But you don't know that because if, if know, Danzig man. had ever played Wolverine. We wouldn't know this Australian actor who, who named Hugh Jackman is.
1: You know, oh, you know what, this is off topic, but you know what I watched the other day was that movie Kate and Leopold.
0: Ooh. Where he plays,
1: like, this prince, you know, who comes back through time.
0: Was Meg Ryan. Yes, yeah. it
1: is so awful. It is the worst movie. Also, like, a lot of romantic comedies in, like, early 2000s were, like, really shitty towards women. And but... the
0: guy who made Kate and Leopold, I think, was also the guy who made... Logan.
1: Yes, yeah. yes. Which is really weird. It's a really weird thing. She was the guy
0: who did Copland and Yeah, but the she line. like
1: fucking gives up her job to go back in time to live with this prince who like I don't know, it's stupid.
0: Alright. So it's but, safe to say that if Hugh Jackman came back and you know, came from the past and wanted to take you with him, you'd be like, No no, Hugh Jackman.
1: Well, I live in reality, so I feel I feel right, like well, it would be very strange.
0: That's why it's a hypothetical. For, I know.
1: <laughs> but I'm way too critical to like even I'd be like, who's this crazy person trying to take me back in time, aka Murderville? You know? Hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, Alright.
0: So you but saw Logan, that. Logan.
1: Yeah, Logan I thought was great. I mean, there is Yeah,
0: as a sequel even, to Kate and Leopold, I think it was fantastic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> as Yeah, Logan comes back through time. Uh he, that there was that scene near the end where you just hear him like he screams like, Ugh! they're in there in the, the woods and you're like yes yes yes
0: murder everyone yeah, well, you know <laughs> well the thing with Hugh Jackman too and I've said this since um what was it The Fountain I oh, think God, I love The Fountain Hugh Jackman is has the best cry.
1: Yes. I've
0: ever seen in an actor like
1: painful and angry. Trying
0: but also also trying hard to like trying really hard to keep it in like the whole yeah. you know the whole back from completely breaking into sobs which in turn makes me cry like a baby. So yeah. like the
1: fountain made me cry a lot.
0: Oh yeah, it was a sob fest.
1: Um no, did you see that they had those things where like he's voicing over his screams, you know, Hugh Jackman? There's like a clip from it from Logan. Okay. And it's great because he's like, Ugh! and then he looks at the camera and like he's all like sweaty and tired from screaming and he just smiles and he, he is, winks. Like, perfect. Yeah, yeah, like Hugh Jackman's smile and he's still likable as like yeah. a human. He's,
0: well he's a like yeah, he's a very likable guy. That I think yeah. that's one of the main differences between you know him, him playing Wolverine and, and, dancing. and dancing. so you know, one of the things we were talking about though before we started recording was uh you know because I was just talking I was talking about an argument I had with somebody about uh, movies and about how like you know I had mentioned you know that one of my favorite movies was the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and and they were kind of giving me like sideways looks and everything and it really bothered me because I was thinking about how, like, you know, you take a movie and the movie I use as an example is Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Which I love. I love that movie. But um, that final scene at the end with the arc, they open it up and all the Nazis get wiped out and everything like that has a bigger body count in one minute yeah. than the entirety of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And but yet one of them is considered this, like, classic. The other one is, I mean... Film people are, you know, definitely have a different attitude towards the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and recognize, yeah. you know, its merits and its strengths. And, like, it's, you know, not just a great horror movie, but it's a great movie all around, like the cinematography, blah, 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 blah. But still, Raiders of the Lost Ark is still considered, like, a, a classic, you know? It's like, so why is that okay? And why is, you know, the Texas Chainsaw one? Massacre, just because it's a horror movie, what does that say, you know?
1: I think, well, too, when you say a film, like, a certain film is your favorite and then, like, you kind of build this idea of who this person is, which is weird because I don't know why Raiders of the Lost Ark, because, I mean, when you're uh, killing Nazis or, like, when you're, you know, you're dehumanizing something and you're like, no, those people definitely deserve to die rather than, like, Oh, like a, a poor human soul being, like, cut and sat.
0: A poor hippie that's talking yeah. about astrology in a van. But, you know,
1: like, it's already a different mindset that if, like, you had, like, one of my favorite movies that I would say was my favorite, especially growing up, was Taxi Driver. But it puts that, like, weird idea in your head of, like, who you are. Like, why do you love that movie so much? Like, sure. you're disturbing. But... I don't know why there's a, a stigma against, like, people who love horror movies. They just assume that you're, like, a certain type of way when you say you're, like, this favorite is...
0: But what if I said something like, my favorite movie was Lethal Weapon, which I'm not going to say. Because it really bothers me how Shame Mel Gibson bar. can walk down this run down the street barefoot from Hollywood Boulevard <laughs> and end up by the freeway by the Silver Lake Exterminator <laughs> <laughs> exit, you know, on in five minutes. But... Um... <laughs> You know if i were to say that to somebody like lethal weapons one of my favorite movies i don't think i'd get the same looks you
1: no know? you wouldn't even more, though
0: more people die in that and yeah also, it's it's not only do they die in that but the, like when it happens it's kind of like it's kind of like raiders of the lost ark where maybe not the end of, of raiders but like in many other scenes where it's like somebody gets killed and they're just like and eh, moving along yeah you know whereas like texas chainsaw massacre it, it kind of lingers on that you know
1: but when you I think like uh when you say a certain genre of film is your favorite and you're picking they like you make assumptions about people that you're like oh you're this type and it's but you're right there's no difference one it has way more murder well, and I, I think the other, one but, actually
0: treats death and murder as like a very serious like terrible thing whereas another one's lethal weapon where it's yeah, just kind of like where it's
1: like funny cop buddy and it's
0: cool you know, you know and like oh man like you know, Mel Gibson, like, shoots three guys in a park, you know? And, mm-hmm. like, those are three people who are dead. But we just kind of move on to the next scene. Whereas in, like, a horror movie... And I think that's why people get bothered by it, is Because it, like, it, it really kind of drives the point home that, like, hey, you know, this could be a pretty scary thing. You know, this whole dying thing. Yeah. It's, it doesn't, it's not always just something... Yeah, that,
1: they like, want to make a joke out of it or have it be, like, a funny type of, like, oh, Nazis are dying. That's so fun. Right, like, tag exactly. Tag team. Yeah, buddy cop movie or so like the
0: Nazis in the Indiana Jones movies. And again, I love the Indiana Jones movies, but those Nazis are come off as like bumbling idiots. Which, like, I kind of think kind of makes what happened in World War Two that much more like really like you know we were at, we were in war with these the Three Stooges, you know. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, seriously, they are, like, the biggest klutz. There's always one Nazi officer. Like, he's either a big, strong guy or, you know, whatever that, like, comes off as, like, legitimately, like, scary. But for the most part, they're just idiots that, like, slip on banana peels. And uh, I think that's why he said he never was, he was ever going to use Nazis in a film again after he did Schindler's List because, you know, he suddenly was like, ah, maybe I shouldn't be making light of...
1: This. yeah i mean schindler's list is also not a real light type of movie <laughs> no. although i do really like that movie but i like again if imagine if you said schindler's list is my favorite film it like puts an idea in your head that is like, true if somebody said know? to me
0: like my favorite film is schindler's list i'd be like what an asshole yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like what is your prop like yeah. why even though they're like very Sure. You but anyway, know? Like, I,
0: I would either think that they're being, like, they're trying to impress somebody or they're but just. But that's
1: being... like the type of it puts an idea in your head. Like, if I said my favorite movie was, like, I spit on your grave, you'd be like, this is very, okay, that's who she is. That's very. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> that's
0: just Jess and yeah, that's who that's she, she just is. She's
1: really into, like, rape, revenge. Sure. You know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> but,
0: but there's something really pretentious. I feel like, see, I feel like there's something really pretentious about somebody saying their favorite movie is Schindler's List.
1: Yeah. I mean, what? you're trying to make a statement if you say that.
0: There you go. That's I think that's the thing is that like I feel like when you say you like certain movies or it's your favorite movie, it comes off less that you're talking about the movie and more of like you're trying to make a statement with it.
1: Yeah. But that's the whole point, though. Even, as, even that question is like, what's your favorite movie? Even now, now I would have to think about it and be like, oh my God, what is my favorite movie? And like go through like each one and be like, which one do I pick that like – best describes my whole taste and it's impossible sure but for a while it was taxi driver and big trouble in little china which are two very vastly different movies and for different reasons too because sure. like as we were talking about before when you say like big trouble in little china people don't think of that as a film they think of it as like
0: something else I yeah, it, yeah it becomes something else it's like when somebody says back to the future is their favorite movie and yeah. it's like how do you even look at that as a movie anymore? I had a girlfriend once who told me I was obsessed with that movie, and I was like, I don't think it's obsession with Back to the Future. I think every it's just it's part of our culture. You know, yeah. it's like not even a movie anymore. Um,
1: it makes you feel good. Like I put on. Big, big trouble, drum a little time. yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, I know this is always gonna make me feel a certain way when I watch it. Yeah. And so I do. Even when they did a Beyond Fest. Which with Big Trouble in Little China and Kurt Russell there, it was like I'm an adult, okay? Yeah. And I was so I, the,
0: excited. I remember pointing him out to you when I like we saw him, like, him kind of waiting, ah. and I was like so excited. Yeah. No, that was like, that was a uh, that was a lot of fun, and it was great. And I agree, like that movie will go whenever I'm depressed. I take that movie with me everywhere I go. Like mm-hmm. if I'm going on a trip, I will bring Big Trouble in Little China with me just in case something really bad happens, and I don't have Netflix in front yeah. of me or anything, and I just want to put on Big Trouble in Little China um i mean i played it like the day after my dad's funeral you know because i was just like yeah this is this is what you do when you're like kind of feeling down and you feel great and i felt great Mm -hmm. um same thing with back to the future i just don't think these movies count as movies anymore they become something else like goonies you know
1: yeah these like really um friendship oriented type of movies that i feel like maybe doesn't i mean i don't have kids so i don't know how it is but like there, we're so advanced in technology now that like I feel like that just can't happen anymore.
0: No, you know I, I don't think there's ever going to be movies like
1: like that ever like again. That again.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure people said that you know when we were kids, you know, and like you know people our age now, you know, then we're like, no, there's never going to be another movie like,
1: yeah, you know,
0: blank. But you know, <laughs> uh, I really I I watch. It was well. I was watching um, Stranger Things, and I was thinking about how, like,
1: yeah, you know,
0: if my my neighbor was saying that his like his girlfriend just had no. She was like, oh my god, they're riding around their bikes at night. They're doing this. They're doing that. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. yeah, that's what you did in the suburbs, you know. I mean, yeah, when you, were a kid, and you
1: and, rode through the woods sometimes, or like took a shortcut, or you stayed
0: like, you stayed up like past curfew, you know, or yeah. like stuff like that. And like, I totally get that. And I, I, I think that that's kind of gets lost now that like kids are getting so. Yeah. I, don't yeah, I don't want to say sheltered, but I just I feel like when we were kids, there was a lot less concern about like what was gonna damage us or affect us, and I think that
1: because it wasn't for some reason like back then it just wasn't so apparent how awful the world was because you didn't have like you had the news, but the, like you know the news sensationalizes certain things, and now everything's at your fingertips, so you already know how awful everything is. But like those type, those are another reason why those type of movies can't exist now is because I feel like the world is too terrible. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, like, like it, it's funny friendship, we'll... like you know, like even though in Stand by Me they find a dead body in the woods, but that's that's sure. different. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... but it's like
0: Goonies. Like I remember what what really stood out when I was when I saw that as a kid was that to me that's how we would talk when our yeah. parents weren't around, you know, and. I feel like there isn't a movie like that anymore, like, with for kids now. Like, I mean, maybe, I don't know. But uh, I just, I know that I, f- I feel like kids now are being, uh, I, I don't feel like, I don't want to say sheltered or babied or anything like that. All I know is this, is I have a sticker book of Nightmare on Elm Street that came <laughs> out when I was, like,
1: seven <laughs> or eight years
0: old. And it's like it was one of those sticker albums where you buy the stickers and then you like you find the number and you match it up on on the the album and you put the sticker in there and then by the time you've collected it all, it's like you've got this like sticker book of Nightmare Elm Street stuff and it goes through the first the the plots of the first three movies and we're talking about teenagers getting killed. We're talking about this whole backstory about a guy, you know, his mother uh, being a nun who's you know. Raped by a thousand maniacs in a in a mental yeah. hospital, and this is all in like a kid's sticker book. Yeah, and it was.
1: But for some reason, it's still less uh, I don't know offensive than anything today. Well,
0: yeah, but I also feel like it's like they either. I mean, obviously, they were worried about making they. they yeah, they weren't
1: scared about.
0: They were making money, though. They were like, "This is about making money." But now they're like, "We can't have that. We can't have that in something for kids." You know, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I remember T two had action figures, but the movie was rated R. Yeah. So, what kids are going to be playing with? You know that can I go see that movie. I
1: definitely have one from when the movie came out. I it know. Up.
0: <laughs> I know. I just remember that. I also. But had that's a... what
1: I, it was. Yeah. And like I, I, I probably T two is one of the most watched movies for me. Like I've probably seen that sure. thousands of times in my lifetime. Uh, and two, when I was a kid, you know, my dad played it, and I was like, this yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what it is now with kids these days. It, it but I mean, like seriously,
0: a... like, I know a lot of kids, people our age. Yeah, well, I used first to sneak into the movie was, theater. Her, her, their first R-rated movie was T2. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah, I snuck into, I mean, I grew up in a small town, so, like, it was really easy to yeah. sneak into the movie theater. But it, the only thing that we had, we had a bowling alley, and we had a movie theater. Right. And so, you know, we would go to the movies constantly, but I think I think I snuck into that one too. I don't even think I really had to sneak in. You just bought a ticket for a, a movie that was like near there and just and like, just
0: kind of zigged yeah. instead zagged. Yeah, no, I mean we did that too. Um, it was really embarrassing when you got caught because like I think about I think we got I caught snuck
1: into Scream too. I think I was like in
0: Scream two or Scream, Scream one. as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: No, I
0: mean, that wasn't like I saw. Yeah, my I, I begged my aunt to take me to the first two, and then the third one. I was old enough to just buy my own ticket, but um, I remember getting caught. I ended up seeing it in the theater, but I remember <laughs> getting caught trying to see. I know what you did last summer, and when I think <laughs> about that, I get really embarrassed because <laughs> I hated that movie even then.
1: Yeah. So to to get, you. to
0: know that, that I, I got caught sneaking into that movie was this is really sad. You know, it wasn't like I was getting caught sneaking into something really like good or classy it was something i i really i have a lot of problems with that movie and i have fr- I have friends who don't have problems but with that like, movie yeah but i hate that in fact i hate anything a lot of the post scream films you know like
1: i know they're all kind of but you know what i i definitely saw all of them yeah like i did see i know what you did last summer i
0: didn't see any of the sequels i saw urban I saw legend all of
1: them oh yeah urban legend i forgot about those movies there's a bunch of them, isn't there? Like, two or three?
0: They're, yeah. So, well, um, there's also, like, four I know she did last summers.
1: Which yeah. Which, it's a lot of
0: summers to, to know about, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, they go to the Bahamas in one. Isn't Jack Black in one of them? Uh, one... probably. It's absurd. It's so stupid. But But then
0: I think by the third or fourth, one, they don't even have, like... And,
1: like... Oh, yeah, Brandy was in one. I think that's yeah. the second one. The, yeah, that's either the second or the third one. Um, I'm trying to think, too. They just, like, kept picking up, like, celebrities at the time to, like, get murdered in these movies. Yeah. And, like, um, Scream
0: 2 was the last one, I think, that really did a good job of that. Like, Scream 2 is still fun. Yeah. Um,
1: but even, I, I kind of want to meet someone who, like, my favorite movie ever is Scream. I mean... I actually, Scream? I think
0: I, ha- I I think one of my really good friends, his favorite movie is Sc- In fact, yeah, his favorite movie is Scream, and... Um, That's
1: so weird. It's me. very
0: weird. It's very, very weird. And, in fact, he invited another friend of mine... And myself, to go, you know, like, last year, or last Halloween, we were like...
1: Out of all his films, you pick Scream. He also life. loves... I
0: know she did last summer, but he was... Uh, <laughs> he's a friend of mine from back in Boston. He lives out here in L.A. And he invited me and another friend of mine from Boston, and he invited us to go over, you know, around Halloween time to watch uh, Halloween Scream. And I was like, you know what? I don't make the trek out to Santa Monica often. I'm yeah. going to go. So we went, and he was like... He kept hyping up this special guest that was going to come. And I'm like... He clearly has one of our friends from back home flying out. He's the type of friend who would do something like that. And so, like you know, on the drive up, my friend and I are my my other friend and I are talking. We're like, "Who do you think it's going to be?" We're kind of like going through a list of different people it can be. Uh, So we watched um, we watched the first Halloween, which is what it is. It's amazing. It's fantastic, you know. And I mean, and it's I I think it was also a really appropriate movie to watch before you watch Scream because Scream references it so much, but. After Halloween, he's like, Oh, I'm gonna go get the special guest. And he goes into the other room and I think, oh great. He was just talking about his girlfriend's dog, you know, which is fine. I'm okay with that. Until he came running out wearing that like no, ghost face mask. Stop. And I remember like I I wasn't even like startled, I was angry. I was like, I was building this up so much <laughs> in my head. That and
1: was that a special guest.
0: So um yeah when we got pictures taken with it it was fantastic but yes i think one of his favorite movies is scream and so
1: interesting i kind of want like all right so when it puts an idea in your head so yeah okay scream is an interesting one um, but you know, when I go to Arclight, sometimes they all wear the badges that have their favorite movies under them. Oh yeah. And I, I always judge people about it because some of them I'm like, you don't like film. There's no freaking way with that movie that you pick that you like going to the movies right. or watching movies at all. Right. You are crazy. And then sometimes i like to have conversations with these people, even though they clearly are just like, please take your popcorn and go now. Oh, I can't
0: stand most I people work. There. But
1: yeah, because some of them you can just tell that they they do not give a shit. But I did have a cute conversation with one because his favorite movie was Velvet Goldmine, and I was like,
0: but yes. see, when you say when someone says that, you know that they mean that because that's yeah. not that's not because a movie you just right
1: exactly that's like such a weird niche of like. Uh, it's, it's so kind particular. of a musical it is so particular and that's why i was really psyched right. to have this conversation with him right but yet some of them you know other ones are like my favorite movie is like some ryan reynolds and sandra bullock like rom-com and i'm just like you don't like movies well it's kind of like
0: music it's like somebody you're like what's your favorite band and they're like the beatles and like you're Hot like chili Peppers. you're like what an <laughs> asshole yeah of course yeah. your favorite band's the beatles or there's the flip side there's the the sandra bullock ryan reynolds rom coms. yeah where it's like Who's your, like? Who's your, what's your favorite music? And they're like Taylor Swift, and you're like
1: you're like who are you? Exactly, Do you, you know? Listen to music, <laughs> right? Exactly,
0: and and like it's such snobbery. Yeah. But I'm okay with it. Like I really am okay with it. Like I don't know if yeah. you ever seen Cecil B Demented, John Waters yeah. movie where they have like their favorite directors tattooed. Uh-huh. I think that is one of the best ideas ever, and it would save people a lot of trouble
1: if. If, yeah. we, if
0: you knew right off the bat, like, oh, you this is okay. I think we should all maybe like wear for a day like our favorite movies on, like a name tag, like yeah, your name so, and your favorite movie. So
1: I pre, I know not to talk to somebody who tells <laughs> exactly. me their favorite actor is Jonah Hill. Right. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> yes. There you go. That was a. Uh, yeah. That's. I still can't believe that.
1: But that's it. Sets a weird idea in your head. You're like, who are? Have you seen any movies previous to? Sure this past couple of years that you, that's your favorite actor of all time.
0: Right, so what are your three favorite movies? Oh, oh
1: God. You you, you know, I, previous to us doing this, I like had to sit down and think about it, and it's like really hard because, especially now, I still think that there's so many good things that come out, but of all time, it's hard because it changes constantly depending on what I rewatch, how I feel. Taxi Driver is still gonna be like one of the best movies ever for mm-hmm. me um so i'm gonna name that big trouble in little china for obvious that's I, don't like, I
0: don't think it counts i don't think i
1: have to but that's like like the first tape i remember my dad buying me was that it was it, like on my bed i was so excited to like get it and but like, it's
0: something else now it's become, I, it it's,
1: is but that's like it's still a movie
0: yeah all right fine. i don't know
1: i'll think I'll about it but then um even like some modern movies have been like so good. Like I love Old Boy. I would put that probably in my top. Ah, the
0: the Spike Lee classic. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You no, know, I watched like thirty minutes of that and I turned it off and I was like, oh yeah. Why did I even try to do this? But, um, The handmaiden honestly, I I was like absolutely. I'm infatuated with it. I yeah. love it so much. I wanted to see it. Oh yeah. Seen it. It.
0: I haven't seen it yet. Oh my
1: god, it is so good. And his progression as a director is just like. I just like mwah, 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 yeah. Mwah. He's um, but I love old boy. I would put that in my top. Well, it's um, funny because I,
0: my 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 favorites are ones that I don't watch often. I'm you trying know, trying
1: to think too of what could replace oh. Big Trouble Big in Little China. China, but like it's hard because there's you know I'm 34, so I have I, I saw my first movie when I was three. Yeah, I remember it was Who Framed Roger Rabbit in the theater. That's
0: impossible. No,
1: it came it's,
0: out when you were three. Yeah. You can't be 34 then.
1: No, it came out in 88, I'm pretty sure. No. Uh, it 80, came out in 86. 85. It came
0: out in 88 because yeah. I saw it I six I was five. Th- okay. okay. How old that, am I? That's wait, way wait, bad. wait.
1: How old am I? When was I born? Yeah, okay, I was five.
0: Because I saw that movie six times in the theater.
1: Um, it was the first one I saw in the movie theater, and then the second one was um, Honey, I Shrink the Kids. That's a good one. But, you know, I have uh, 31 years of, or 30. Twenty nine. I don't know. I can't do sure. math. Don't judge me. Um, of movies that I've seen, and it's, like, hard to pick just three that, you know, that are your favorite when I have so many interchangeable parts of, like, things I've seen or remembered. Like, I still think The Godfather... <laughs> One and two are like.
0: But to me, that's like someone saying that is like someone saying like the Beatles are their favorite. I know,
1: film, you know, I know, but that's why I didn't list them. But they're like still up there, you know, as like these masterpieces right. of of film. yeah like, but like I don't know. You could say <laughs> Rosemary's Baby, but then you know it's an amazing movie. But that's what I'm saying is like I. There's so many different movies that could fall into like a top thing that it'd have to be like. Year 33 What were my top Favorite movies then And like now What are my top favorite movies But
0: there's movies That I watch I'm definitely A repeat offender I will watch movies Over and over again I will watch the same thing
1: Yeah So that's why I have such a hard time (laughs) But then there's
0: movies That I don't watch often Where When I And and the reason why I don't Is because I still Every time I watch them I still get that same Feeling I got When I first saw it You know that same Like you know Visceral feeling And so so, What
1: what are those
0: Well the the Racerhead. Mm-hmm. Which I still like. I see that I've seen that three times in the big screen, and I still get really. I just get excited about film, about making stuff. You know, I just I, the story. Yeah. I love the everything about it. I just get like it makes makes me excited, and also makes me really depressed. You know, and I think that that's really cool when a movie can make you feel, both at the same time. Like, yeah. You know, um. And then there's Texas Chains- the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which. Yes. I still, and I think part of that is because it reminds me of like. You know, the title of the movie, notwithstanding, it still reminds me of certain, like, strange rural areas of New Jersey that I lived in where I'm like, oh, yeah, I know these people. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've ridden my bike by this house and was scared shitless and wanted to get pedals as fast as I could before the sun went down because God knows what, you know? Yeah. Um. So there's those two. And then I, I'm going to, like, the third one's always, if that's the one that's always rotating is, like, that that third pick, you know? Is mm-hmm. it Repo Man? Which I still get excited about when I watch it. Oh, is yeah. It like Paris, Texas, or um, is it Pee Wee's Big Adventure?
1: You know what movies I loved that were. You know, and I'm sure somewhere along the line they might have fit into it, but I love Buffalo 66, and that movie makes me feel so uncomfortable.
0: Until the end. Yeah,
1: but it is one of those movies that, like, I do really like, and maybe one day I would name, and I don't watch it that often because it does make me feel uncomfortable. It's About every abusive relationship I've ever been in that, you know, you still love that person. Yeah. Or, um, shit, I was just thinking of one and now I can't remember it because it left my head when I was thinking of other movies. But they are, like, even Cat's Eye when I was little, I saw that in, like, um, I think kindergarten, and I loved it. It actually made me want to have a cat because I was afraid that trolls lived in my walls and were, like, stealing my breath and stuff. See, that's the
0: one that you remember. I remember the one with James Woods trying to quit smoking in that.
1: I do remember that, too, but the troll, like, I convinced myself that there were trolls in my walls. Okay. And I wanted my. I hated my mom because she wouldn't let me get a cat because I was like, well, even if the cat, you know, steals my breath, at least it kills all the trolls that are living in my walls. Mm-hmm. But I loved that movie when I was little.
0: Sure. See, it's funny too, because like you know, and I think this is going to be a great segue into like Terminator
1: uh, Two. Honestly, top ten for sure.
0: Over Terminator One.
1: Yes, and over Die Hard. Okay, I'll
0: give you, Di- I'll give Some you over Die. Some people wanted
1: to argue with me about how Die Hard is a better action film, and I no, completely it's great. disagree. I disagree. Terminator two over Terminator one.
0: I dis- see that. Now I disagree. I, I, I think was, we had this conversation. I'm with before. you over Die Hard. I'm not with you over. Honestly, the
1: I would put. I mean, three is so hard to pick from, but I would put T two in like my top all time, like top five. Sure. Terminator two is in there. I mean,
0: here's the thing: is like I I, I love Terminator one. I prefer Terminator one over Terminator two. That's not saying that I, I I don't. Yeah. I, Terminator one is a slasher film, but with guns. Mm-hmm. you know and Terminator 2 is an action movie and I think Terminator 2 is the best action yeah. movie um, Terminator 1 still a horror movie to me like that whole scene where he goes into the police station and he wipes out just about everybody yes. is fantastic you know um, Terminator 2 I, I mean you know why Terminator 2 will always never be better than Terminator 1 for me is Terminator 1 we got Michael Bean. Terminator 2 we got Eddie Furlong yeah. And Eddie Furlong is no, is really bad in that movie. He
1: is, but, like, also, if you saw that movie at, what, like, 11 sure. or whatever, when it came out, you were young, you were like, shit, that kid is sick. You yeah. Know? and, 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 and I, You wanted to be that kid so... You I wanted, wanted to, to hang
0: it. out with Bobby Budnick and ride around on your yes. motorcycle listening. And I like, totally agree.
1: Hack into ATM machines and like play video games and then like go on this like weird apocalyptic type of yeah. like thing. Yeah, I wanted to be that so bad. I still want to be that.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. And I, I'm just I'm just arguing that Eddie. A lot of people will crap on Eddie Furlong, and rightfully so. But I will say that um, uh, <laughs> his movies got better after Terminator 2. Like I can I can cite other movies. Oh, Pet like, Cemetery
1: his, was that before? That was after. Pet Cemetery 2. Yeah, I still yes. haven't seen that one. Really? Yeah, but it's been a while.
0: But I actually think, like I was saying too, I think this is a great segue into like the the actual movie we were gonna, you know, we're gonna talk about. Because when I was a kid, I was the reason. Like you know, you can name you movies like Cats Eye when you were a kid. I was terrified yeah. of everything as a kid. Yeah. I was so I was scared of my own. I mean, as a kid, I was terrified of, of everything. I was scared of my own shadow. And one of my favorite things to do though was my mom and I would go grocery shopping. You know, this is back in the day when movie like like uh, grocery stores had their own little video stores inside yes and i would spend um you know all this time walking up and down the the aisles specifically the horror movie aisles and i would look at the back of the videos and i would get all this nightmare fuel and i would go home and for a week i would have these terrible nightmares and I yeah. about what these movies were like yeah. i would look at the back of like hellraiser 2 and be like i don't know anything about this movie but I would go home and I'd imagine what it was like and I was absolutely terrified and it kind of, there was, there was certain videos that like the boxes themselves creeped me out so bad and some of them are like obvious choices like the Nightmare on Elm Street ones, like the first yeah. three of those movies, like the artwork on there is fantastic, but it's also really scary and it's very memorable. Um, there's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre one that I actually have a t-shirt of as well. Mm-hmm. That one always creeped me out. Um but then there was the ones that like, they did. They, they shouldn't have been as scary as they were, but they totally were. Like, uh, and I think we talked about this like a year ago when we saw this Cinefamily. But Henry of a serial killer. Yeah,
1: is terrifying. But it
0: all is just Michael Rooker looking in a mirror. Yeah, <laughs> and, but I was like, no, no, that is the scariest thing I've ever seen.
1: For some reason, it is. It really was, and then, even still, I feel
0: like I, might be. I agree. I've almost. I there have been times. I, it's a tough movie because, like. Could you see yourself owning that movie? Because it's a really like, do you want to, you know, how many often you're gonna be like, you know what I'm in the mood for. Well, then again, yeah. I, I have a buddy of mine, my buddy Steve, you know, who you know, he's like, yeah. he after he after we saw it with him, he loved it. He went and saw it again when they did, it, you know, they they played it again. I think really? in the valley, yeah. I
1: think I've only watched that twice, and that's.
0: I know I wouldn't buy that movie unless it had the same exact cover.
1: Like yeah. I don't want, it, I don't want,
0: I don't want the new artwork. I don't want anything fancy. No, I want just that, that, that Michael Rooker, Michael like, Rooker. Exactly. And then the other movie that freaked me out was was this movie Parents, where it's funny because I was looking at it today because I, I have the video and I remember seeing this cover and all it is is Mary Beth Hart, she's making dinner and Randy Quaid's looking at her with a really creepy look. It wasn't until an hour before he showed up that I realized that there was a skull in their refrigerator.
1: Gosh, I didn't even...
0: I've seen that, that video for... ever since I was a kid and I never noticed that. But just the look that he's giving... Was enough to creep me out.
1: It's a... Okay, so I I think this would be different if I saw this as a child versus as an adult. Because even as an adult, Randy Quaid, like, really creeps me out. And anyway, his, like, the weird glances he has and, like, sometimes the reflection in his glasses and, like... Just the way his voice inflection was in it is, like, so creepy. And even, I feel like if I watched this as a kid, maybe I wouldn't have picked up on that. Right. You know, which is kind of funny.
0: But it's nice. It was funny because, like, so you and I watched this, like, a week ago. Yeah. And for one, one of the things that's great about parents is it reminds you that, oh, yeah, Randy Quaid, actually a really great actor. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: if, if your memory of Randy Quaid is only, like, Christmas Vacation or Independence Day. Because like, he always seemed to play... He was really good at playing those characters. Yeah. You forget that this is the guy who was in, like, The Last Detail with Jack Nicholson. Or... I, I never saw Brokeback Mountain, but he was in that. Oh, yeah, he, he was. Yeah. And he's, he, like... He is a fantastic actor. And I think, like, he really nails it. I mean, he is... He is so unbelievably creepy in this movie. And yeah. So, we watched the movie Parents last week. It's directed by Bob Balaban, who... That alone just got me...
1: So surprising. Yeah. I like, didn't know that he had done that before, and then watching it was really interesting, yeah. knowing that really, he made it.
0: It was really cool to see that, like... Because he's always one of my favorite parts of a lot of the Christopher Guest movies he's in. You know? I mean, he's one of those people that you could have the camera on him, yeah. and he could be saying nothing, and I'm cracking up because he just has this really great, awkward...
1: Presence. W- presence and yeah. way about
0: him, especially William for Guffman as the... the uh, I think he's the high school music teacher who is kind of like, kind of saddled with the whole idea that he's got to do this musical with Christopher Guest, and he really doesn't want to do it. But um, a lot of his just awkward glances and his just like or his look of frustration is amazing. But knowing that he. A directed a movie, yeah. and B that it was this was it was this Ooh, one and, horror
1: movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: and and he did another movie after this called uh, My Boyfriend's Back, which oh, I never yes. saw. I know you said you saw. Yes. it. Yes,
1: it is really good. It I mean I haven't seen it probably since I was a teenager, but they actually used to show it on TV. I oh feel yeah, like, but uh, I remember it being like funny. But it is about this you know girl's right. dead boyfriend, which is kind of funny because uh this is is somewhat funny too. Parents which is like really it is a dark comedy obviously when you eh, parents are like murdering people and eating them. Um, uh, yeah, so spoiler alert it's yeah, a movie if about you've, cannibalism. If you've never seen it. Um, but uh, it it's it's great
0: cuz it's like, you know, the kind of the gist of the story is, you know, this family, this this very um, 50s all-American family moves to this small town. I think it's in middle uh middle, middle America and uh the father works for some i mean he works for a place called toxico yeah and he's building he's working on some sort of like chemical agent orange type thing they're gonna drop in like you know enemy jungles or something like that and kind of ruin the the uh earth you know and and um the the natural resources and this young boy suspects that his father randy quaid and his mother are, are uh cannibals you know but at the same time like it's also like is is that true is that really yeah. happening is this or is this all coming from like this kid's little warped...
1: imagination yeah
0: and it's clearly disturbed you know and like um because they kind of play into that like you know he he gets up in the middle of the night and he walks yeah. into the the living room and his parents are getting it on which i think every kid has kind of experienced at some point yeah and if you're already kind of on the spectrum it you know it could really uh yeah
1: if you have a vivid imagination you can make it into this something like, this is terrible right <laughs> and
0: like they like their mouths are covered with blood and like just viscera and nastiness and uh so you know, it's it's a movie about this. It's really this kid and the kid, by the way. I what was the actor's name? Brian Madorsky, I think.
1: Yeah, he was really great. He's for like, great. He didn't. Was he in anything uh, after
0: this? I think he might have popped up once, and then he became an accountant, from what I heard. Really? No joke. Um, and like, unfortunately, so you know, we watched the you know the DVD that uh, Lionsgate just put out. They were doing the whole Vestron video releases, and it had some really cool features on it. Including an interview with Mary Beth Hurt, who played the mom. She's married to Paul Schrader. She's one of those actresses that's really good. She was in a few Woody Allen things, but she shows up um, in stuff, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that was her in there." You mm-hmm. know, like I think the last thing, one of the things that I was like, "Oh yeah, she was in that." Was a uh, Lady in the Water that one with Bryce Dallas? Dow- yeah, her. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, she was in that, and and so I guess the whole backstory was that Hurt, she was really good friends with Bob Balaban, and you know basically kind of roped her into it and she you know on her end it because she had a friendship with him it was a lot easier for her to like you know they to go to him about like hey like what should i do with this character you know like and so i I think but i mean she's fantastic in the movie too you know because on one hand you know she kind of has the same like creepy vibe that randy quaid's putting out but on the other hand you know, I think she's actually a great mom. You know, yeah. like she really like legitimately loves the kid. You know, and like you, you really kind of like I like their relationship. You know, and and I also you know so when Randy Quaid is getting all like sinister with the kid, I, it's really it was really comforting comforting for me to see like her get all like defensive and and get on the kid's side. I really liked that part. Um, but then you know we got like but this kid was just so good. I mean he's got maybe two facial expressions the entire movie yeah and he barely lifts his voice like he barely raises his voice like above a whisper but it is so good and then the other child actor in there was this i guess her name was juno mills she played the little girl that was like perfect i mean we all you know i especially like there's always you know with a lot of boys you know i remember i was a little kid there was always that girl that like
1: it was has like a, a badass. Kind of a badass. Yeah. She was like, she was
0: like, you know, a little, she felt, she seemed more worldly, you know, mm-hmm. um, older She's than her weird,
1: age. had no friends, but was like still really cool. Yeah.
0: And, and she, this girl nails that character perfectly. And, uh, but yeah, the, what's great about the movie is that it definitely feels like it could be happening exactly as is, like completely literal, or it could be going on in this kid's head of, you know, he just is having a hard time adjusting to the fact that like, you know, mom and dad are doing their thing and they're drinking wine and they're being grown-ups and they're getting on in the living room and <laughs> uh you know they're just they're eating a lot of meat and then on top of all this we got sandy dennis in there playing the, the social worker and sandy dennis is like she's great like uh i mean i've seen her in a few things 976 evil is one of them yeah uh, before that she was in a movie called i mean she's done a lot of stuff but I saw her in an Altman film called Come Back to the Five and Dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean, which is basically a play that Altman directed that he just made into a film. Like, basically just took the exact stage setup and made it into a movie. And what's great about Sandy Dennis is I can't tell half the time if her acting's really bad or really good. Like, that's her style is that it's so peculiar and over the top that I'm like, one minute I'm like, man, she is the best actress of all time. And then the next minute she's she's just got this weird flakiness about her that is so amazing and uh i i wish i'd seen more stuff with her in it but i haven't but the stuff i've seen her i mean like she's clearly the best part of 976 evil you know Mm -hmm. uh but she's you know she plays the social worker on this and you know it's it's kind of rough when like the, the this poor kid only has one adult that kind of is rooting for him and you know she ends up getting it in the closet yeah um but I, I really do love, I really did love Parents, and uh, it's still, it is very funny, and it still creeps me out, and I think it actually, like, the cover of the VHS and the movie are a perfect fit.
1: Yeah. Like. It's like your perfect family, but obviously there's secrets. Yeah,
0: and it, it's got this very David Lynchian vibe, you know? Yeah. Like, very Blue Velvet. Um,
1: yeah, the dream sequences that are in there, like, really interesting, considering it's it's Partly a comedy, you know.
0: Well, it's also weird because, like in the eighties, there was this, and I remember this so vividly as a child. But like, there was this weird obsession with like the fifties and the early sixties in the eighties.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: like um, like the badasses that like in the eighties all kind of were like they they kind of looked like longer haired greasers. You know, the black yeah. leather jacket. Um, you just replaced like yeah. The, the, the pompadour with a, a mullet, and you've got, like, yep. the same thing, and there was, like, a, you know, weird obsession with, like, a lot of the movies that were being remade in the 80s, like uh, The Thing, The Blob, The F- I mean, these are all yeah. movies that are, like, at this point, 20 to 30 years old, you know, and, um, you know, and, and then they're, like, even the music, like, one moment, I, I mean, and I, I I kind of, I will say that, like, the early 60s and the late 50s are kind of, like, interchangeable for me. So, like, when Mm -hmm. I'm hearing, like, you know, Kylie Minogue's cover of Locomotion, (laughs) granted, I know it's from the 60s, but to me, it's, like, a 50s, like, you know. Yeah. So there's this weird, like, kind of weird obsession, and it makes sense, you know, because it's, like, a lot of the filmmakers who are making stuff in, you know, the 80s are coming. Well, yeah,
1: even now. Right. Get at the 70s and 80s nostalgia that's, like, coming back, especially in film, which is good because i like that right but you it's know. also
0: because like you know for the, for everybody who's making stuff yeah now we were inspired by mm-hmm. our childhood which was the 80s you know so in turn you know like same same principle but i just so with their parents is like this really great little movie that kind of cropped up where it was like it took that like 50s nostalgia and kind of flipped it and made it something kind of creepy and sinister you know um so i really love that movie Um, even
1: like even in the the house scenes it feels so propped but in a good way of where like you feel like they are pretending rather than like yeah it you know it's it's really kind of funny uh how it works in there but i i did really like this when we watched Dead too but again imagine if like someone came up to you and you're like what's your favorite movie and you're Randy Quaid. But at the same time, like, I think I would really like did. that person. Well yeah, you would, because you were like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm but there's a alone. difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew it. There was one other person on this earth. Right? I knew it. Um, but it is kind of funny how you just assume things about certain people. That's why I just don't answer it. But
0: Yes. I get what you're saying. This is, that is a perfect example of a movie that if somebody was like
1: It's obscure enough though, and like uh, you know, it's still, you still know about it. when you mention the, like, Randy Quaid and, like.
0: But I mean, like, the thing is, I mean, like, again, Randy Quaid, for a lot of people, especially our age, a lot of people we'll still think, think of, like.
1: National Lampoons and, like. Right. And. I know, which is sad because he is. He's really good. He's much a Quaid. Better than that, yeah.
0: You know, and there's even a moment, there's a moment in that movie where he. In parents, where it's the scene where he's talking. It's like one of the early scenes and he's talking to his son. And, uh, you know, about, like, the, the basement being dark and the house being dark, but there's that one place where you don't want to get, you know, you like being in the dark, you know, but there's one place you don't want to be caught in the dark for too long, and he points to his head, and he gives this smile, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's, he's Dennis Quaid's brother. Yeah. Like, they are, they're they, they are, they're Quaids. They have the same smile. They have the mm-hmm. same, like, you know. Um, but I would also argue that Randy Quaid is the only person who could play that character. Yeah. As opposed to, like, Dennis Quaid. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, yeah, I, 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 I definitely, it's it's great to see Randy Quaid being so awesome. It's a little sad knowing how crazy he is now.
1: Yeah, it's sad, but I, then you think about, like, creative people are always crazy, but not, I guess not all of them, but I kind of, it is sad, because then you, you think about how crazy they are, and uh, you look at their past work, and you're like, man... We didn't give them enough credit. And it's
0: a shame because this movie, when it came out, did not, you know, it didn't do well.
1: It, yeah. was, it wasn't
0: a big movie uh, financially or like critically. I think it's a great movie. And I feel like if the movie had become something else, mm-hmm. who knows what Randy Quaid would have done
1: yeah. post this?
0: I mean, he'd been already working for so long, but it's like, this was like, I feel like for him, this was like kind of like a detour in like, or a kind of an off the beaten path, you know, role that had it done much better it could have opened up, like, a lot more stuff like that for him, yeah. you know? Oh. And same thing for Bob Balaban, too, you know? Where, like...
1: He could have made way more movies. I mean, and... he's...
0: I, and from what I, So I, I looked it up, and he's done a few TV things. And he was... And I did remember this. He was a producer on in, uh, Gosford Park. That Robert Altman
1: movie. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, the one that was basically Downton Abbey before oh. Downton Abbey, you know?
1: That's weird.
0: Right. Um, I
1: actually didn't follow him at all after that. I assumed that he didn't do much. Oh, no. So, Bob Alabama actually has done
0: a lot. He yeah. did a lot of television. Uh, Oz. He did Oz? He did an episode of Oz.
1: Okay. He did an
0: episode of Strangers with Candy. I mean, the, it's, that, it's weird because when I yeah. read it and I, I was looking at his, his filmography, I was like, all of this makes sense. Yeah. now after seeing parents and he was the one he sought this one out he was originally going to do a different movie Mm -hmm. and um, he was he was in pre-production for that he gets a copy of the screenplay which is not exactly what they ended up shooting Um, but he worked with the screenwriter and they kind of pushed it into this direction and everything but he got really excited about it he's like this is the movie I want to make because he was looking for that first project Yeah. he'd already done a bunch of movies as an actor he's going to move on to directing so he sought this one out, and he really was inspired from what I heard from Blue Velvet, you know? And, oh, yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, when you see, like, you know, the stuff that he's done after that, it all kind of comes together. You're like, oh, yeah, that makes this sense.
1: This all makes sense now.
0: Right. So, you know, it's just a shame that he could have done a lot more mm-hmm. had the movie done well. You know, it's always tough when, like, you see movies that aren't perfect, but you kind of wish they did better anyway, because you know that had they been given another a different type of opportunity yeah. you know after that it like
1: would've... okay mr destiny <laughs> i just want okay you've never seen mr destiny I,
0: with with, with, with yeah, the Belushi. Jim Belushi. yeah
1: uh okay so i i watched it recently and i remember it because i remember being a kid watching it with my mom being like this movie's great mm-hmm. but it reminds me like what if you were afforded this like different type like what if your path went a different way and you had all these opportunities you know given to you because you you did this one thing like will your life change like would it be much different would oh you, you mean like your...
0: the the scenario a, not the yeah movie. i, I well, was like both. i was like wait
1: who directed just, mr destiny and why did i just they... watched it yeah uh so i wanted to mention it because okay. i forgot how good that movie is. yeah it was uh but...
0: belushi and the, it wasn't the guy from f now who was it who's the other guy It's not just Belushi, wasn't there somebody else? No.
1: Oh, it's uh John Lovitz. No. Yes, he's in it.
0: Okay, I believe he's in it, but that's not who I'm thinking of. Oh,
1: but he's the best friend in it.
0: Okay, and And, maybe I'm thinking of a different movie.
1: Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's like the quintessential kind of like asshole. Ah, shit. I should look it up. Um, but it's really good, and it reminds me of that because I had forgotten how good and absurd this movie is. Um, and it reminds me of you, like talking about the different paths that could have been. Oh yeah, Linda Hamilton. Oh yeah, that's right. She plays his wife. Michael Caine's in it. That's, that's who I was weird. thinking of. I knew Courtney Cox, John Lovitz.
0: Oh, you mean Courtney Cox of Masters of the Universe? <laughs> I, I I will admit I rewatched that the other day because it was on streaming, and you know you got who knows how often you're going to get a chance to rewatch Masters of the Universe, so I kind of had to jump on that. And,
1: oh, uh, yeah. J.O. Sanders, that's his name.
0: But, uh, yeah. No, I, uh, I I just... I mean, I never saw my boyfriend's back, but, I mean, had parents been way more successful... I think we should watch that. I think we should. Um, I, I wonder if Bob Balaman would have had a very David Lynch-esque career. Yeah,
1: because my boyfriend's back, at least from what I remember, is not... It's more a comedy. It's sure. like a regular...
0: Yeah, I watched Connie. the trailer for it the other night because so I was like, oh yeah, it's on. Yeah,
1: a- like what could have, like what path could have
0: He gone on.
1: gone after this because there are parts that are like scary and kind of like, you know, uh, obscure and artsy, especially those dream sequences reminded me of even like, like, um I can't think, my brain. What's that? Uh I'm going to look it up because. Mr. Destiny? Yeah, Mr. Destiny!
0: Um... Terminator 2
1: yeah very uh you know when did mr. Destiny come
0: out 92 I'm gonna guess
1: yeah no you're right
0: hell yeah I am no I'm, really look it up because I want the validation I'm gonna. um but no yeah he could have granted I would it might means we might have lost him in some of the Christopher guest movies you know we might have been too busy to do those you know but um I feel like parents deserves a better crack
1: 90 was mr. Destiny uh,
0: two years off. But that was a busy year for Linda Hamilton or a busy two years because she did Mr. Destiny and then she goes on to do Terminator 2.
1: Oh, Argento. I couldn't like think but even some of the dream sequences reminded me a little bit about that. Too. God, how
0: cool would that have been if Argento but directed it, like... Mr. Destiny?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it would be a real wild ride. Um, yeah. No, I meant like parents. Yeah. Like it, it could have been he could have taken a totally different path. It's weird how like serious sometimes this movie is when you know that it's
0: Right. Yeah, and, but I just, I guess, you know, if they had the movie gotten a lot more respect, you know, again, like, he might have been yeah. more of a director, as opposed to more of an actor, and then, you know, we might have seen he's some He's
1: still more. alive, right?
0: Oh, absolutely, okay. yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, too, is, like, you look him up, and he's doing, like, he's written children's books uh-huh.
1: that he also <laughs> narrates,
0: which is awesome. About I mean, like
1: cannibalism? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I, I bet that would be kind of tight, but... He's, he's kind of an amazing dude,
0: and, you know, I just, I want to see him direct more, and... Mm i was really excited when when they did when the best round video uh series for lions announced they were doing parents because i was like oh great you know like you know that's a movie that i feel like nobody gives enough love to and and Mm -hmm. it's actually a really great little dvd and you know i mean obviously they don't interview randy quaid because i don't think anybody knows where randy quaid is anymore
1: no he like last i heard he like just tried to disappear into canada yeah, but Canada was like, no man. <laughs> no, get out of here,
0: Randy Quinn. We <laughs> know your mo. Unfortunately, like
1: tax evasion or something. Yeah, something something weird. white rich yeah. people do. Yeah, <laughs> like, and but murder, also like yeah. tax evasion.
0: Right, exactly. I think he just got he got a little too caught up in uh, you know his crazy his 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 very easy ability to kind of go off the deep end. Yeah, but, but um, you know. I, I, it's it's a great movie and I'm I'm really I, I was really excited by like the release and everything like that because like I said there's it looks really good. There's a few audio things that I was like, oh man, that looks like it's out of sync, but I don't know. It could have also just been the movie, you know, where it's like that's an interesting effect where her lips are moving but the sounds not there, yeah. and it's like, is this a dream? Like, is this part of this kid's weird psyche? So. Um, I don't want to know if there's any weird audio hiccups on this Blu-ray. I'd like to think that no. it's all part of the the weirdness in the movie, which I really liked. And uh, I don't know. I'm glad we watched it. So, yeah. I, you know, that's Parents, unless you had anything else you want to add to uh,
1: I already parents. interjected Mr. Destiny into it. I think I'm good. But I did really like Parents. It was interesting to watch as an adult. I kind of wish I saw it as a kid, because I think I would have such a different opinion about it but i, mean, I really I liked take it. it as a kid no i would have terrified me right. as a kid
0: i think it would have been the i was also thing. really
1: paranoid as a kid i would have like well
0: that's what i'm saying is like it's not so much scary as it is very paranoid and i mean that yeah. kind of goes into the whole like you know I 50s cold war yeah you know like that whole i mean like really like it, it kind of goes back to that nostalgia for like you know cold war paranoia and um and, and you know, and it, was, it was a much different type of paranoia than the one that, the stuff that you had in the 70s with, like, you know, Nixon and Watergate, and yeah, like that. and the way that affected movies. I mean, this is just like a anyway. So, yeah, as a kid, I think I think parents would have really fucked me up. And, yeah. um, I mean, the video, like I said, the box alone, but pre even noticing the skull in the refrigerator, yeah, just it's Randy scary. Quaid and the mother in the kitchen wasn't scary enough. So I don't know if I could have handled the movie until I was, you know, in my teens when I finally did get a chance to Couldn't take them
1: so seriously. Yeah,
0: right? Um, And I, you know, I was a really strange kid. (laughs) Yeah, I was. Uh, Very, 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 very strange and very uh, awkward. But, so that was parents. And uh, Jess, is there anything you want to plug or mention? Like, I know you've got some stuff in the works, Oh yeah, right?
1: well some more, so uh, I have teamed up with Good Good Pins, That's right. Uh, so she from Kim from Good Good Pins is releasing um, the Hal Pin mm-hmm. from 2001 Space Odyssey, um, that's going to be re-released and then also Go-Go from Kill Bill, who's easily the best character out of both of those movies, and one
0: of the best pins that you've ever made. Yes, That's the two parter, right? Honestly, Where it's got the little chain. I'm
1: a, yep, I'm a yeah. big fan of like any like teenage Japanese schoolgirl murderer. I'm like real psyched about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: the, the, there's it's a really small market.
1: I know. It really, I really I I think there should be a much bigger market for like little Te- teenage Asian
0: mor- teenage killers. Yeah, yeah.
1: But uh, but yeah, so those are coming out, and obviously her stuff is alone is so good she just released these t-shirts oh the names um, ones yeah. yeah that have like asshole cunt you know yeah. the just um, words ones those yeah are really good. just words and then also eric from meth syndicate, syndicate also has the funniest shit i've ever seen he actually this is my favorite thing that's happening right now but he has uh death threats because he made a don't listen to red hot chili peppers t-shirt okay all it says is Don't listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers. And people are so insane about that band that they are telling him he is going to die if he he keeps selling it. It's my favorite story. So go buy that shirt because it's hilarious. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, And he also has like a ton of pins and hats and stuff and everything. Oh, his
0: pillows too. Yeah. He
1: has these misfits. Pillows, like He has oh, some really man. cool shit So yes. definitely those two uh, Also What is it Creepy Company
0: Oh god Creepy Company I actually have a lot Of their stuff on my Yeah
1: app. well they did The Basket Case One too No Yeah wasn't it Creepy Company No game? that was
0: Pinhead Company Oh Creepy Company Did my Motel Hell And my Eraserhead one Yeah As well as my uh, My keychain
1: Someone just did A Dead Alive pin too I'll have to look it up And mention it next time But um, because it's unreal It has like him with the lawnmower and the it spins
0: oh yeah Yeah,
1: which is really cool i'll have to find these because the company
0: did do the projector one though where it's like you hold a light to the pin and it shines a little and uh... there's
1: some cool shit out yeah if you're
0: into pins guys yeah um but i also think it's time to start coming up with some new pin ideas on your own you got some really good ones i have
1: some stuff in the works but you know it always hush hush Takes a while, no. and also
0: you don't want to talk about it because everybody seems to have the same pins. But I know,
1: and then you mention it, and then someone comes out with it a week later, and you're like, "Fuck!"
0: I still haven't seen any. Like, uh, what about the hack the planet pin?
1: You, oh my god! Okay, so I made it. Yeah, but and I wanted to have it remade, and then someone made the exact same pin. Those
0: motherfuckers. But is it Golden in the dark?
1: Um, you know what? I'm not sure, but it has zero cool, and it. it wasn't even his beeper. Mm, fuck you. <laughs>
0: Well, guys, that was Video Vampires, and, uh, you know, and, and uh, check us out. We're, you know, who knows what we're going to be watching next week, but... Uh, yes. Because we don't think we even know what we're going to be watching next week, but uh, mm-hmm. definitely check us out, and, you know, half the stuff will probably be edited out because now I just think I'm rambling, but uh, it was great, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thank you. All right. All right, bye-bye. Coming soon. <laughs> Randy Quaid, Mary Beth Hurt, Sandy Dennis, and director Bob Balaban bring you a fresh look at family life. The Lemley family is moving up in the world.
1: Rise and shine!
0: But something is eating at young Michael Lemley. You're not scared of your room, are you? Michael, the cellar's dark. Everything's dark at night. His parents think Michael's problem is in his head. But Michael knows it's on his plate. What are we eating? Leftovers, honey. Leftovers from mom. <laughs> from the refrigerator. We have leftovers every day since we moved here. I'd like to know what they were before they were leftovers.
1: Before that, they were... Leftovers to be. Michael, there's nothing to be frightened of.
0: There's a new name for terror. Parents. Big hug.